Welcome to the Security in Color podcast. I'm your host, Dominique West, and each Tuesday, I will bring you the latest and greatest in cybersecurity news, tips, and career guidance. Let's see what's new for this week. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Security in Color, episode three. Can you believe it's been three weeks already? Every week, I will continue to shout out, you know, those of you who are so gracious enough to give me a podcast rating or a comment and just share these past two episodes. So, you know, shout out to you. You you know who you are. And if you haven't yet, you know, I hope the Christmas spirit is still around and you just take five seconds to give me a rating or 60 to leave a comment. And with that being said, let's jump into today's episode. This week, I wanted to cover the massive, and I mean massive, payout Equifax has been ordered to pay for their part in the 2017 data breach. Our second T is on how your mobile carrier is failing, and I mean literally failing, like 10 times out of 10, failing at handling security questions, leaving us all one step away from account takeover. Then I'll give you the scoop on how to prevent yourself from falling a victim of an attack called juice jacking. Then we will talk about the upcoming tax season scams. And then we'll round off our list today with an international website takedown. Sounds good? All right, cool. Let's get started. If you filed a claim against Equifax, the time has come for you to get your benefits. Approval has finally been granted in a class action lawsuit against Equifax for their part in the massive 2017 data breach. I'm sure you remember three years ago when Equifax shook the table and announced a data breach that exposed the personal information of 147 million people. A federal judge in Atlanta decided they were not having it and ruled that the Credit Monitoring Bureau would have to pay over approximately $5 billion to correct the damage they have made with people's lives. $5 billion. Like, I don't got $5 billion in my pocket. I don't know if you got $5 billion in your pocket. But claimers better hope that they have $5 billion in their pocket. Because the, the call to action to file your claim ends tomorrow, January 22nd. That means after you finish listening to this episode and you are a person identified in the lawsuit, Go to the Equifax website to learn more information on how to get your money. The $5 billion is spread out over a variety of resources, including $380 million to settle lawsuits, $125 million for other non-identified claims, whatever that means, $2 billion if all consumers who've been identified claim their free credit monitoring benefits, which is worth about $125 each, $1 billion for improved security, which is a given, because that's how we're here in the first place. $175 million to 48 states in the U.S., $100 million in civil penalties to the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. Got to take a breath here because they're just paying everybody at this point. $1.4 billion in litigation expenses. And lastly, $77 million in percentage-based fees. Insane. Like, insane, isn't it? And again, if you are listening and you put your name down on the class action lawsuit and you received back a confirmation about being able to be a part of the lawsuit, you have until tomorrow. Now, the benefits that you can claim are either 10 years of free credit monitoring, which is worth something, or you can apply for a cash payout of up to $20,000 after everybody else has already gotten their money. It's not a bad thing, so you should go check it out and go to their website and see what you can get from there. 
Equifax is not the only company that has faced penalty for their lack of security due diligence, you know, the type of data that they store and process. But this payout and the order from the judge is just very clear of what is to come for companies who do not take security seriously. Wouldn't want to be them. If you live in the United States, chances are you have your mobile phone service with one of the top five carriers, meaning AT&T, T-Mobile, TrackPhone, U.S. Mobile, and Verizon Wireless. Well, it's time to start raising some eyebrows over their security efforts as a research report has been released that has says that mobile carriers are leaving the door wide open for your account to be hijacked and taken from you. The Department of Computer Science and Center for Information Technology Policy at Princeton University tested all five North American telecom companies and found that a serious lack of strong verification process with the telecom customer service representatives allowed them to successfully carry out what is called a SIM swap attack and port a victim's number to another SIM card. Porting a number is a process in which you switch your phone service and or phone number from one device to another. Now, SIM swapping is a type of fraudulent attack that allows a cyber criminal to bypass multi-factor authentication and crack into your account, such as your bank or your telephone service. A typical SIM swap attack looks something like this. An attacker will send you a text message posing as your bank with a link hoping to trick you into clicking on it and type in your personal information. If that text goes through, this confirms to them that this line is active and with a quick Google search, they can find out what carrier you are with. And once that information is discovered, all they need is to call into your mobile carrier service and easily trick the representatives into porting your line to a different SIM card or device. Now, the issue being presented here is that a majority of carriers do not ask in-depth enough questions to verify that the caller is who they say they are. If successful in porting the number, they can intercept any two-factor authentication code sent to your phone, bypassing the security measures you hope to put in place to protect you. The researchers in this experiment were able to excuse me, achieve success in breaking into an account nine out of 10 tries. With a couple of times, two carriers didn't even authenticate them at all. If verification was asked, the representative of some carriers would often provide them hints, like telling them a general area of where the zip code might be or saying, you know, you might have messed up when you tried to sign in at this location. You know, giving them a hint of where they can go and look for this information. And with a quick online search, they know exactly what to say in order to get the answer correct. Now, this not, might not seem like a lot of effort, you know, to bypass authentication challenges. And you might be asking, like, who's going to try to take my phone number? What are they going to do with it? But the payoff could be huge when you're talking about corporate targets. A couple of months ago, Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey was a victim of this type of attack method. And if you'd seen, he, uh, someone was able to get into his account and then all of a sudden tweet out a whole bunch of racial things, really controversial and profanity. And he had said that he was a victim of SIM swapping or basically someone was able to uh, get into his account. Excuse me. And another case resulted in the victim having his cryptocurrency of $100,000 wiped out. Now, at the current moment, researchers have received little response after disclosing their findings to the carriers in question. But let's hope that they're telling this information to the Federal Trade Commission starts raising some flags so that this security issue can be addressed pronto. 
You have probably seen and used a public charging station at some point traveling through an airport or staying at a hotel. And if you are guilty of not keeping your phone charged prior to departure, then you would probably use one of these public charging stations to give your device some juice before heading to your next destination. If you are one of these people, you might want to reconsider as malicious malware, known as juice jacking, is starting to become rampant. What is juice jacking, you ask? Let me tell you. Juice jacking is a method of attack in which malware is loaded directly onto the charging station or on the cables left at the kiosk. Once a victim plugs in their device, it is instantly affected without the owner knowing. This malware is capable of locking the device, exporting your data, and stealing passwords to give directly to the scammers. It can even go as far as doing what is now known as video jacking, in which the malware will open up a video recording screen to record what you're doing on your phone. Now, Drew's jacking was first introduced to the world at DEF CON 2011. DEF CON is one of the world's largest hacking conventions annually held in the summer in sunny Las Vegas. I attended last year for the first time, and that ish was on a whole nother level of conferencing, but more on that can be read on my blog if you search DEF CON. Researchers at the conference were able to demonstrate this type of attack by setting up a public charging kiosk and seeing how many people fell victim. Two years later, a proof of concept was brought to Black Hat, another massive technical conference that takes place in Las Vegas around the same time as DEF CON, more than likely like a weekend before where researchers from Georgia Tech were able to deliver malware to a connected device in 80 seconds, or whenever a user opened Facebook. The attack was low cost and it was easy to do. So here's some ways you can protect yourself from this type of attack the next time you are traveling. The most obvious way to avoid this is by avoid using public charging stations that offer USB ports. Use your own AC charging adapter and your own cables to plug into these outlets. If you have a portable charger, use that always and keep it charged somewhere else or charge it somewhere else. And lastly, don't use someone else's PC to charge your device. You never know what's going on in there. Tax season is coming up for those of us living in the United States. Taxpayers and cyber criminals alike are waiting for you to get your W-2 and make it rain. Tax scamming is nothing new. It happens around this time every year. But attackers are eager to jumpstart the season and have launched a phishing campaign targeting users who use the popular online payroll service ADP. These phishing campaigns are informing users that their W-2 forms are ready, prompting them to click a malicious link that will redirect you to a website designed to look like a legitimate ADP login page. The domain, aka a website URL, were registered on the same day the attacks went live, and the website allows attackers to steal usernames and passwords of unsuspecting taxpayers. With this information in hand, criminals can do a wide array of damage, including gain access to the bank account information or switching the victim's deposit information to their own bank. Doing this is low cost and especially enticing for users who do not have two-factor authentication set up, which I always and I mean always, emphasize for you to deploy. Now, there's some controversy over its effectiveness, especially in the phone carry issue that I, you know, I stated earlier in this episode, but having it is better than not. In this case, having it enabled will allow you to receive an alert that a change has occurred to your account 
and help you take action to secure it before any further damage can occur. ADP is a treasure trove of information, as attackers also have access to personal information, such as your full name, your date of birth, physical address, social security numbers, and paste-up information, all necessary to commit identity theft. As tax season approaches, it is important that taxpayers understand that the IRS will never require you to take action via email. They will contact you directly at the address listed in your most recent tax return by mail. Also remember to take all email alerts with caution. Anything asking you to urgently click and sign should be vetted properly. Instead of clicking on the link in the email, navigate to the legitimate website directly, and of course, enable multi-factor authentication when possible. Last Wednesday, international cooperation was achieved as two 22-year-olds have been taken down as they believed to have been behind a recent website called weleakinfo.com, a website offering username and password from multiple data breaches for sale. The FBI coordinated with the UK National Crime Agency and the Netherlands, German, and Ireland Police Service to take down the domain from the site and arrest the two men. A seizure notice is now in place where the website once resided, and the Justice Department has also announced this takedown, asking for further information about the website and its operators. WeLeakInfo claimed to have over 12 billion username and passwords from a collection of over 10,000 data breaches. The site, originally advertised as the most extensive private database search engine, purported to be a legitimate tool for companies to perform security research even claiming to offer an application interface for performing bulk checks for breaches of company accounts. But the site was alleged to be selling more than just breach warnings. In an announcement of the seizure of the domain posted Thursday by the U.S. Justice Department, the DOJ alleged that WeLeakInfo allowed its users to access a search engine to review and obtain the personal information of illegally obtained information from 10,000 data breaches, and that include the names, email addresses, usernames, phone numbers, and passwords from victims' online accounts. The site even went so far as to allow unlimited access if you subscribed to one of their plans. For those interested in legitimately finding out if your information has been out there, they can go to a legitimate site such as haveibeenpawned.com. Have I Been Pond is Have I Been, spelling correctly, and Pond is spelled P-W-N-E-D. Go to websites like that in order to legitimately find out your information and do not subscribe, or it is advised to do not subscribe to anything that just popped up recently and might be saying that they're giving out a sale of your information or they're legitimate in order to let you see about your information properly vet them and see how long they've been around, you know, what kind of security measures they're taking. Have they been backed by someone? Are there reviews of their service? Make sure you do your due diligence before you subscribe and put your information anywhere. And that's a wrap for this week's cybersecurity briefing. Thank you so much for listening and be sure to follow us on Twitter at securityandcolor.com or you can find me at Damiboo, which is D-O-M-Y-B-O-O or you can find us on LinkedIn. If you have suggestions for future topics, be sure to let me know. See you next time.
Thanks for listening to another episode. Please consider leaving a rating or comment in Apple Podcasts. And for more information, go to our website at www.securityincolor.com. Be sure to engage with me on social media or write me to be a part of future episodes. Take care.